0: Hi, you're listening to The Comedian's Tea Party with its Deaves. Fair warning, this podcast may contain adult content. It may not. I don't know. I never really have a plan. So let's listen on and find out. Hello and welcome to episode 46 of The Comedian's Tea Party with Sire Deeves. And this week my guest is Pauline Eyre, or uh, as some of you may know her, Jane Eyre. Pauline is a wonderful comedian, really, really lovely lady. I've known her for quite a few years now and she's just, yeah, she's she's a very kind woman and a a pleasure to chat to, as you will see from listening to this. Uh, Also lived a very interesting life, so yeah, look forward to hearing about that. There's A couple of things to say about this episode. Off the top, trigger warning: She doesn't drink tea, not at all. Like she's the first person on this podcast in forty-six episodes now, not to drink tea at all. Even some sort of started to drink tea, decided they didn't like it, and stopped. She didn't drink any. I'm gonna rectify that one day when I see her. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a, uh, I'm gonna have a nice sort of herbal tea for her, and we'll see how she feels. Hopefully that'll work. Who knows? Apparently, it makes her sick. But we'll see. We'll find something else. I wonder if it's just the dairy. Although I suppose she'd know about that if she if she otherwise eats dairy. Maybe it's just the tea. I don't want to make her sick. I'll, I'll, I'll see what I can do. Also, there are a number of times in this conversation when I make various comments that would suggest my level of intelligence is lower than it really is. I'm very tired during this conversation I should, I should point out i'm very just dist- that's all it is there's also a little bit at the end that where I'll, I've, I've left the uh the bit where pauline announces it in so you will know when it happens but uh her son starts playing bass in the next room so, which is uh is, is quite loud but if anything it just gives us a little musical bed in the background so at the very start of the conversation, I, I asked her what NCT means and that is just because that was her name on Zoom, which she changed, uh, but I've left it in because it is relevant to the conversation that leads on. So there you go. We talk about surprisingly good chips at the Cavendish Arms, a place that I've not been in a long time. They largely run bringer gigs. They've started doing more gigs now. Hopefully, I may run a preview there at some point. So if anyone's in South London, there you go. Come on down to that. Although if you are in South London, I will say now, in fact, if, if you're from South London, Kent specifically, because that's where it is, anywhere, Brighton, whatever, Scotland if you want to come down, anywhere in the country, I am doing a preview of my brand new show that I have not yet written, and that is going to be at Faversham Fringe on the 1st of August, so we've got a little while yet, there's, uh, there's just over a month for me to write it, but that is largely not long enough to write a show so we'll see how that goes we're going to start piecing stuff together and going to start jumping on as many new material gigs uh, in the next month as I can that being said I'm also going to be very busy because uh, so I took a week off you may have noticed took a week off of releasing podcasts I I had to catch up with some recordings and uh, also I've been very very busy I'm uh, not, not only am I working quite a lot but I'm also editing sort of other podcasts for people I did a podcast talk the other day for a school who apparently podcasting is now in the a-level syllabus for i don't know presumably music tech I'm not sure but yeah i did that in fact i should point out that there was one of the students in that class he uh, almost had a bit of a binge pick with me he, he had a question very early doors asking what i have against normal tea uh because i only drink non-normal teas on the podcast I pointed out that that is very much not true, as I'm sure many of you are aware from. uh, I've brought it up many times before. I absolutely love breakfast tea. I drink it every day, several times. And uh, my favourite of them all is Smuggler's Brew, who, if the uh, Cornish tea and coffee company want to send me some Smuggler's Brew, I'll talk about this as uh, much as I possibly can, because I bloody love it, mate. That being said, if any other tea companies want to send me some teas, I'll... I'll plug those instead. I've been in the middle of selling my house and trying to buy a new one and that is stressful and it is time consuming and that's why you've not had a new episode in a couple of weeks please bear with me There's, is it's going to be happening a lot over the next few weeks i'm going to be busy so I'll, I'll i'll be back soon if i do disappear at any point thanks very much for sticking with me nonetheless i don't know how i got into that oh that's right yeah fashion fringe yeah so please come there's you know I've, I've, i've written quite a lot of the stories already i'm compiling it all over the next sort of few weeks so I think it's going to be quite good. I uh, uh, the the final product of which I'm very excited about. I think it's going to be possibly the best thing I've done. So come and catch it early. See see where it starts and where it, what it turns into because uh, that's that's been some of the most fun things I've done in the last few years. Is going to see sort of massive comedians doing previews of things that aren't yet sort of big tours, and then watching it as a big tour and seeing what it turns into. So come and see. Come and see the same thing with me. And that show is called Cyclops because it is largely centred around the story of losing the vision in one eye following an eye surgery and the subsequent surgeries that I've had. It's also, you know, going to be a little bit about getting perspective on things that happen in my life maybe i don't know i i just feel like that that's going to be a good angle if i say that to people they might go okay yeah sure he he becomes a better person at the end of the story we'll we'll see i'm certainly a hybrid now that i've got someone else's corny hand stitching into my eye but you know there we go so yes please come and see that there's also a story in this that i I would say is probably the story that i've been most jealous of it's a bloody good story and i'm I'm very very jealous of of it happening. So look forward to that that's that's near the end but it's oh god it's a good one it's really good so enjoy the podcast i'll see you at the end with some links and that sort of thing thanks very much enjoy the podcast see you at the end hello hello how are you
1: fine thank you just rename myself
0: yeah what what is nct
1: <gasps> national childbirth
0: trust oh
1: teach people who are having babies
0: uh, what do you what do you teach them
1: how to have babies, right? And what to do with them after?
0: I see. Push it out. And, do you know what and happens in do, a birth? Don't kill it. No, I don't know. I know. I know. There's <laughs> a lot to it. Feed yeah. it occasionally. I think that's that's pretty much it, isn't it?
1: Ah, uh, yeah. It's a piece of piss.
0: <laughs> Good. Uh, I'm glad.
1: What's this podcast about then, apart from tea?
0: What's it about? Well, I mean, it, it's not really about tea, to be honest. There's a bit about tea, although. I will talk a little bit more about tea than I normally do in this episode because I've got some sent to me by a company and I've I've not given them oh, a, good, a, a good enough level of review yet, which yeah. is uh, part well of I'm going to make
1: a confession, I don't drink tea. What? but I do have a very groovy mug. Oh, that's cool. But yes, yeah, so it's water. So I drink You're tea. drinking water. Yeah.
0: Uh, you, you? I don't like tea. In well, a lot of people don't like tea that come on this yeah. podcast, and do you know what? They drink tea anyway.
1: <gasps> I can't. i was sick. Last time I drank tea. Oh no, really? It's got, it's got trauma behind it. Yeah. Oh
0: no. Yeah. But what horrible stuff? Why? Why did it make you sick? Well, like, what kind of tea was it? Just. It was normal
1: tea, workman tea, whatever you call it, builders tea. Yeah. Uh, sorry. I used to work for a woman who was titled and she was absolutely revolting and she called it workman tea. Oh. Dear. And I've called it workman tea since. But I need to you need to know that that's with appropriate levels of irony because she was a witch. <laughs> um yeah, no, I had it. My best friend was anorexic when I was a teenager. And oh. then we went we went to her great aunts and they did this whole massive spread a tea and they were going eat something eat something eat something and she wouldn't and I thought I can't not drink my tea and they just gave me tea so I drank a cup of tea and then I was sick outside just oh, no. from the just yeah which, which probably
0: looks worse if anything yeah oh, tea horrible stuff oh,
1: and it's so it just it turns my stomach the smell of it the taste of it but I will be appropriately impressed if you want with the the tea that you're being paid
0: or uh, well, I'm not being paid, but I've, I've just been sent free tea, so I feel like I should uh, give them, a, give them nice. a proper shout.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, I mean, you are, of all the people that don't like tea that have come on this podcast, you are the first in 46 episodes not to have a cup of tea.
1: <gasps> I think that makes me appropriately special and and with the best mug ever.
0: Or appropriately contentious. No, it is a good, uh, it, that is a good mug.
1: I'm even happy to pretend there's tea in it. I'm, I, I'm not too bad. <laughs> <sighs> I uh,
0: complete slut. I mean, like, what what kinds of tea have you had? Have you just had like? Br- I've tried breakfast street tea.
1: teas and things, but yeah, I just, I'm not particularly. I don't particularly like hot drinks. I just, I'm, it's not part of my culture. I've never done coffee. Love the smell. Yeah, and just never got into it. So yeah, occasionally on a cold day, hot chocolate, but it's not. I used to drink four cans of Diet Coke a day.
0: Oh. Yeah. uh, So I
1: proper had that as an addiction for many years.
0: I used to live with a guy who would, uh, he'd just drink bottles and bottles of Diet Coke or Dr. Pepper.
1: Yeah.
0: It's weird. Diet Coke, full, like Diet Coke or full fat Dr. Pepper. Those were the two that he drank, but. uh, Oh. Yeah. Now I've, um,
1: I've, I've. I proper gave it up, and it was like giving up smoking. It was hard, hard, hard to do. Yeah, I bet. and I now won't touch the stuff, and I drink about a liter and a half of water a day because I'm just,
0: yeah. Yeah, and I, mean, and I well, have a
1: lot of chocolate to make up for the for the virtue.
0: Water's good for you. I drink <clears> uh, I drink at least a couple of liters a day.
1: Yeah, do you love the water?
0: Yeah, good. I mean, it's it's wise if anything to to drink a lot of water.
1: Yes, yeah. well, I do a lot of sports. So
0: do you? Uh, what yeah, kind of sports do of you do? Tennis. tennis.
1: Oh, okay. tennis and fitness and running and good old-fashioned aerobics and things
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, are you a good tenniser i am
1: a club tennis player but i worked in professional tennis
0: oh did you for years. What, what did you do
1: mm. i was a line judge
0: oh cool yeah, i've been watching the oh, what is it this week uh queens yeah queens
1: what that queens that's on the telly over there with jack draper yeah
0: yeah, well, I'm not. How's he doing? Is he doing well? I watched him the other day. He's Very still good.
1: Still in the first set. I think. Don't, I think it's on Sir Fiveball. Yeah, five all, forty love.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah, I watched him the other day winning, and then I watched Andy Murray yesterday. Oh, uh, I cried. Yeah, so did I he. I Cried.
1: I cried. Yeah, I cried when he cried. <laughs> so much in colour, just to see him play. So lovely.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just it's incredible because. Uh, you know, I've been watching the other sort of tennis players through the week and there's yeah. a lot of them where you're watching and you think, oh, there's a lot of skill there. But when you watch Andy Murray, it's just, uh, it's just, it's, it's, it's bloody special.
1: He's really special. Just, uh, He's watching really special. Him Although uh, uh, Dan Evans and... as well is a beautiful tennis player. Yeah. Dan Evans is like a short, weaselly looking, working class, brummy, tattooed Roger Federer.
0: Oh, okay. He plays.
1: He's got all that balance. He plays the most beautiful tennis and he's proper working class, grafty, got banned for doing cocaine, <laughs> has pushed himself back in. He's now top 30, heading to top 20. He's extraordinary. Oh, wow. So talented. I love him. And he's not passed the tennis establishment, which I love even more. Yeah, yeah. Because they're assholes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Says, uh, so says a, a previous employee. So
1: yes, so says one of the arseholes.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: retired arseholes. <laughs>
0: yeah, let's. Uh, you know, you, you can uh, you can look subjectively once you're out of the uh,
1: yeah.
0: out of the gaping arsehole, I suppose.
1: Yeah, it's clearly obvious then. But yes, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we weren't quite part of the establishment. We were because we weren't. You know, we weren't around players.
0: Yeah,
1: and we were around players when we were working, but off court you weren't anywhere near players.
0: Oh, really? no No. were you not allowed or uh
1: not allowed not allowed to compromise
0: uh no is that anyone or just you
1: (laughs) very good (laughs) (laughs) although they were at queens was lovely because queens has a really intimate clubhouse it's a beautiful 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 clubhouse and there you'd arrive and you were you used to yeah you were very near the players and used to hang around where they you know used to stand on the balcony waiting to go on and stuff where they were and so you're, a bit, you're quite close to players there. Nice. But you weren't supposed to chat with them. But Stefan Edberg used to say hello. <laughs> Stefan Edberg used to go, oh, hi. On the first, first time you saw him each year, We'd be like, oh, yeah, I must be in London. You're here.
0: <laughs> I oh, love you. Nice.
1: <laughs> he was so nice.
0: <laughs> Lovely. Nice. Yeah, um, oh, cool. So oh, I was going to say, what do you do now? And you've already told me, so never mind.
1: I do lots of things. I do lots of things. I'm a fitness instructor, I'm a voiceover. Yes, I'm a
0: have you done anything writer. We, we we may have heard. Yeah. Go on.
1: Not for a while. Um, breastfeeding is perfect for your baby. Nothing compares to it. That was me for years.
0: Okay. What, uh, what, what was product. that an advert for?
1: That was for Aptamil. Ah. And I did Land Rover on the radio for years and years and years. And I did. I've done Purcell and I've done. I've done lots of them.
0: Nice. Oh, yeah. that's cool.
1: I'm one of those rare people who did voiceovers first and then comedy.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's very. And much my your, the agent
1: other way kind of specializes in comedians and has bazillions of comedians, and now is signing loads of people I know. And I'm like, I've been there since launch, <laughs> the <laughs> oh, company, cool. and now all the really cool comics signed up there. It's yeah, like, yeah, I'm with her.
0: Who's uh, who's that?
1: Sue Terry, she's called.
0: Oh, okay, I know the no, name. she's yeah. just taken
1: on Shappy, called Sandy. Oh, she's great. got. She's just taken on Desiree Birch and Lauren Patterson. And nice, yeah, yeah, she's awesome.
0: Yeah, my agent's wife is a, a voiceover agent for, and she uh, she does like Michael McIntyre and that sort of. What's her name? Vicky Hopewell.
1: That's my agent.
0: <laughs> oh, is it really? No <laughs> I, way. I was in
1: Vicky last night. We were just recording a new demo. Oh, cool. And she's she's married to who?
0: Tom Hopewell, my agent.
1: Ah, an agent for what? Comedy. I didn't know you had a comedy agent. That's cool. Who is he with?
0: Oh, uh, no, he's independent.
1: Yeah, cool. Uh, Vicky is, um, yeah, specialises in comedians.
0: Yes, yeah. Oh, what a small world.
1: Very small world. She's lovely.
0: She's so lovely, yeah. I've uh, I've spent many an evening in uh, Edinburgh with the two of them, just drinking till three in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's she's fantastic. She's the best. And she's the one that leads comedy um there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Yeah, because she used to run a gig with Tom it at uh, the uh oh, no. is it the Colonel Fawcett in Camden. I think that's yes. what it's called. Yeah, 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 I
1: know it. Is that the what that's the one where uh, Ben Vanderveld? Yeah. Runs his good sh- uh, not good ship, he runs his yeah,
0: yeah, he does. That. Yeah, it's, uh, he well, he did, it was uh, the good ship, but yeah, it's still called Good Ship, I think. Yeah, it's just that. Uh, yeah, Colonel it. but they yes. they moved to uh, oh well, I'm sure you know they moved to Harpenden. So uh, oh, Vicky and Tom, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they yeah, uh, yeah. There you go, small world. Oh, lovely. Small world,
1: lovely. Vicky, literally last night we did a new demo and recorded some stuff. So
0: oh, nice. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, next time you speak to her, I tell her I said hello. I will. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. So, oh wait, I mean, yeah, I was, I was about to say, so what tea are you drinking? You're not, are you?
1: I'm not drinking tea, but I am keeping calm and listening to David Bowie.
0: <laughs> Have you ever had a tea that you would describe as not as objectionable as other teas?
1: No. Nope. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure, fruit tea and herbal tea would be less objectionable to me than builder's tea, just because I don't like builder's tea, yeah. but um, uh, or leaf tea or whatever. I don't know. Uh, so they smell all right. Yeah, I just don't. I just don't try them because I'm pathetic. Don't don't need it in my life.
0: Yeah, apart
1: from the one they've sent to you, which I'm sure is the most (laughs) superior and wonderful tea.
0: Uh, I've not had it yet. Where's the bag? Um, And I would uh, happily do
1: the voiceover for
0: (laughs) this is Jade Tips from the uh, Good and Proper Tea Company.
1: Jade Tips from the Good and Proper Tea Company.
0: A uniquely smooth floral green tea with hints of almond sweetness.
1: Ooh, okay. Floral and almond.
0: Yeah. So I mean, in, I'm intrigued. The bag itself smelled uh, delightful. So
1: go on, take a sip, then tell me what it's like.
0: I will. Grown high in the mountains in China, these dark, wiry leaves produce a wonderfully light, refreshing cup.
1: We've all hoped to grow high in the fields of China.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's been on my uh, it's been on my bucket list for a long time. <laughs> hmm.
1: <laughs> Should you swill the aroma on your tongue and do uh... that?
0: stuff there's not a lot of flavor to it i'll put i'm gonna put the bag back in
1: yeah must be doing it wrong
0: yeah i had the Roy Bosch tea on the last mm. episode and that was delicious so uh, cool yeah maybe i just need to give it a little bit more time yeah uh, it tastes nice for what it is it doesn't just taste like water so there's that well that's
1: good although it's- i like water so. yeah
0: yeah maybe you'd like it
1: <laughs> yeah it's my stuff
0: yeah it's your this is your gateway tea <laughs>
1: you're just a tea pusher
0: yeah, yeah i am yeah i'm uh, honestly livid that you're drinking well no no it's fine uh, <laughs> so how have you been I'm not seen you in quite a while
1: it's quite a while isn't it i've yeah. been um i've been up and down I am not, not going to say fine and be British about it. It's yeah. been crap.
0: Oh okay. Because um, of the but, pandemic uh, or
1: yeah, I feel like it's um it's going to be better and
0: Yeah. there's I'm a light at the end of the tunnel gigs
1: now. which is very exciting and that I see a future and I'm doing a festival this weekend so oh, lovely. it feels yeah. Uh,
0: what what festival?
1: So doing Brighton Fringe, taking uh, I've got a podcast with Louise Lee called Early Doors. Because yes, you can't turn down a you know, pun like that. Yeah. Um, and we are taking that to Brighton Fringe. Do two live, um, episodes.
0: Yes. Live feels like. Excellent it's a very
1: guests. structured. It's not a chat. It's oh. Okay. a Very structured game.
0: Oh, interesting. So yeah. I've I've only heard the uh, the snippets so far. Yeah. Which are very fun. Um. So I, Good, I look forward to you. listening We're to. The quite whole proud
1: thing. of it. It's, yeah. It's, it's taken a year of development, and it was going to be all sorts of games, and then. Two days before the first episode, Louise said, you're going to hate me, but I think we should throw everything out and just do this one thing. Yeah. And that's what we do. And she was right, damn her. And so we have one guest and they play one game where they're offered eight dimensions so they can literally go to a different time and place, a different alternative reality uh, with somebody else. And they have to choose one of those and the prizes that we send them off there. So they might be doing something awful but with their childhood hero or doing something wonderful but with somebody they hate or
0: whatever
1: so it's it's good fun very do they get to
0: choose the person or do you choose the person
1: no the person happens randomly
0: oh okay no we
1: do a load of research um beforehand and we find out people they like and don't like and it's it's almost like um it's like an anecdotes show so a lot of it is based on stuff that you know anecdotes from their own lives, right. and people, and we do the research for people they like and don't like. And so there's, there's a lovely one. The current one is with Philip Simon. And I had to absolutely stalk his Twitter for all the thousands of people he <laughs> follows, and they were all the sort of people you'd expect. And then just tucked in there was Molly Ringwald. <laughs> so we threw Molly Ringwald in, and he proper blushed. He was proper like, oh, the chance to do something with Roy- oh my god, I love it so much. It's like ah, that was nice um so that's really fun and then we pull them out randomly we have a machine called the dimension matrix um, or dominatrix for short lovely because we're hilarious um (laughs) and she is actually a salad spinner and we turn the salad spinner it makes a noise and then we pull out the person so we've yeah so it's random who they get with which with which scenario
0: oh cool so oh, it's quite great. silly,
1: but it's um, and we've had some amazing guests. We have, you know, we have someone from EastEnders and. Oh really? Um, who, yeah. Who's that? Uh, Simon Labib. Simon Labib, the paedophile. Oh. Um, that's don't take that as a clip anywhere because she's not. She's an absolute delight. The, but presumably,
0: character, the character was a paedophile.
1: The character had abused Danny Dyer when he was a child. She was a social worker. Oh, and she had a baby with him when he was twelve oh and, it's, and she's just gone down right um and she's a fantastic actor you would recognize her from many things over the years yeah wire in the blood and uh bad girls she was the governor in bad girls
0: and, oh yeah yeah yeah
1: uh, yeah Danton Abbey and stuff and she's amazing and she came on and was very silly yeah and we've had some 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 comedy good name comedy people stuart goldsmith did it And yeah. laura lex is doing it live this weekend so it's very exciting
0: Nice. Yeah, Stuart Goldsmith yeah. was my first live, and only so far, uh, live guest. I mean, like, in front of an audience. Like, I've, I've recorded yes. with, in, in person with people. Uh, yeah. yeah. but He's I,
1: awesome. He's such good value. He was really funny.
0: He was great, yeah. He's he's so funny, because uh, that yeah. day he was... Um, we, we basically used my podcast as a sort of a test run for the rest of the day, because it was part of South End Comedy Festival. And, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was doing his show later that day and then Jade Adams was supposed to be doing her show but she yeah. she was doing oh she was recording uh guilty feminist at yes. where was that? That was like Royal Albert Hall or something?
1: Yeah like often of is
0: them. yeah. So um so so she turned down the uh preview to a small room full of people. Fair so, is. which is fair enough. Uh but she fair did it make is. it back in time to record the episode of Stuart's podcast. So uh yeah, yeah. so it's a it's a great day. So I recorded with Stuart in the morning, which was uh they were using the same mics and the same sort of setup. So mine was sort of the uh the the test run for it. But it's lovely. Yeah. It's great, it's really good fun. And uh, yeah. I'm I'm about to approach episode fifty, so I'm trying to find someone uh really, really cool to get on yeah. and do another live one. If I can. Yeah. I'm well, you're episode forty six, so I've got to sort that out soon. <laughs> uh-
1: Onwards and upwards from here. Yeah. A <laughs> little bit higher, a little bit higher, very, very much higher. And then, yeah.
0: Yeah. Who, no. do, you,
1: who do you want? Who would be your dream guest?
0: Uh, I, I mean, episode 50. Uh, well, I'll tell you what, episode 100, James Acaster. That's who I want to get. Yeah. Uh, episode 50, don't know. who <laughs> would be good. Ellis James? He'd be, he'd be a yeah. good 50, I think. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Josh His- Widdicombe? Yeah, he'd be good. Do you know him? Nah. Right, that's not helpful.
1: Did the same comedy course as him, but oh, did you? not at the same time. Right, okay. Yeah, but not at the same time, no.
0: What course was that?
1: Uh, Logan Murray.
0: Oh, cool, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, he was fantastic.
1: And Greg Davis did his course, and um, Catherine Bohart was doing the same course at the same time, but not the same actual course.
0: Right, I see. What? Do, how do you mean?
1: So she was... Logan was doing the same course... Running Two courses running concurrently, and she was on one and I was on the other. I see,
0: like at different and times. And we met.
1: We met at the Museum of Comedy, going to see a gig that Logan was doing. And she agreed to come and be my first ever bringer.
0: Oh, okay. and that, was,
1: that was six years ago yesterday. And so I did my first gig because I didn't want anyone I knew to see me. Yeah. And so she, she came as my first bringer. I mean, and what the hell ever happened to her?
0: Yeah, nothing. I don't think she's... Uh... <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, she's barely she even would... on TV.
1: Nah, she'd be good for episode 50. You won't get <laughs> she her. She would
0: be good. No, no. Too busy. Yeah, she's, she's uh, yeah. off she's supporting famous people. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was that, she'd so that first
1: well. night, I was so chuffed that she she agreed to do that. And also because she'd done her first one the week before. Oh, lovely. So she, she told me that the chips were good at Cavendish Arms and that, you know, and what to expect. They were good. They were really good. I haven't been there then, in
0: about five or so years, if not longer.
1: Yeah.
0: And, uh, and then
1: it was lovely because, well, it wasn't lovely. Um, I thought, this is great because then no one I know will see me and I'll get to do that without anyone I know. And then someone I'd been working with for six years was also in the
0: audience. So. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Apparently he was doing it as well. I don't know if he still does. But uh, yeah, so that was a bit embarrassing. Someone saw me.
0: He was doing comedy, sorry.
1: He ha- I think he'd done a couple of gigs, yeah. Okay. Nice. Yeah.
0: yeah. Who is I that?
1: His name is Marco Bellini.
0: Oh, I don't know the name.
1: No, I don't think he's still going with He is. I haven't crossed his path again. No. Nice guy. Yeah. Very nice guy. But And, and we'd, yeah, it was just someone I knew from years before that we'd worked with for years together. <laughs> How funny.
0: It's
1: like, oh, bugger.
0: <laughs> it's a very small world. That's the, yes. that's the thing, yeah.
1: It was so scary, and I remember um, the guy saying, the compare saying that he would come and give you a one minute cue, yeah, let you know when there was one minute to go, and I knew I needed to be at a particular bit of my set before then, and if I hadn't got to that bit, I was in trouble, yeah, for the for the one minute, and I never saw his hand, and I was like, why did you know what's gone wrong? Why isn't he? And then when I came, off, I'd done my entire set in three and a half minutes oh. instead of five, so I must have gone like a train, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> oh that's funny it's quite
1: hilarious yeah yeah so that
0: was
1: my I, first ever gig
0: I, I would have the opposite problem now I remember those first days of doing five minutes and it's just it's just the most terrifying thing in the world
1: it is and just the idea that you might overrun is so awful and I remember a promoter once saying to me you've overrun the last three times you've been here and having no idea that I had and feeling just you like oh god yeah. I'm in trouble with my dad <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And then I got a watch, a proper comedy watch and life became easier.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I've got, uh, I've had a smartwatch for quite a while and they're very ah. good. Just set a little vibrating timer. Yeah. 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 Really it handy. makes such a
1: difference. And, and now, of course, you don't have, when you do longer sets, you don't have to worry about the time so much. You just don't, you know,
0: yeah. Get into somewhere it. between
1: 17 and 22 is fine.
0: Yeah. Depending where you go. <laughs>
1: Depending on where you go, and yeah. you've checked what it is. Some yes. places,
0: uh, twenty minutes and thirty seconds too much. Yes. Yeah.
1: Comedy store apparently.
0: Yes. Yeah. They are. Uh, they're quite strict on it, and uh, and the stand don't like overrunning. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
1: My, my stand gigs were, <laughs> so I think, nine minutes and fifty eight seconds. So <laughs> <it>. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> nice. Yeah.
1: I'm going to get that right.
0: On the yeah. on the first time I did it uh, uh, in Edinburgh, I couldn't see where the light was. So uh, yeah. he gave me a light at eight minutes because I knew the last bit that I was doing was a minute and a half. So if I started sort of 30 seconds afterwards, after I saw the light, then it'd be fine. But I never saw the light. And uh, no, that's the I problem because I'm blind minutes. as a bat
1: and I wear my glasses on my head and I can't see distance that so I need them for distance, uh, but I don't, I don't really like wearing them on stage so much. So I tend to have them on my head. So I'd have to literally put them down to look at the audience. <laughs> um, and I often miss the light. Yeah. yeah so but I, it's fine with the watch
0: yeah vibrating watch is the uh, is very much the, it's answer. the way forward yeah. i'll never yeah. forget uh there was one i can't remember who it was for the life of me but there was one person that uh, used to just have a beeping watch <laughs> <laughs> do, 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 do. oh i need to go in a minute What?
1: oh that's brilliant yeah, <laughs> that's, a, yeah that's a line in itself
0: yeah that's incredible <laughs>
1: I tried to do it with my phone in my pocket. That's a terrible idea.
0: Uh, yeah, I've I've done that. Phone in the back pocket, can't feel it. That's the yeah vibration. Uh, yeah, because yeah, and you're just ex- disappearing to my yeah, bum. I was going
1: say you're excited, but that's gonna go down a route I don't want to go down. <laughs> and, and also try to record it on a phone in my pocket, and yeah. mostly I can just hear my bum moving.
0: Yeah. yeah. <sighs> <laughs> The, uh, the worst bit is uh, when you're walking onto stage, so you hit the record button and then shove it in your pocket, and the first sort of 30 seconds is your hand pushing it into your pocket, which is the most painfully loud yes. thing you've ever heard.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: yeah. Rubbish. So have you been writing during lockdown? You said, you, said you've been writing. What, what have you been... Um, oh i
1: write um social media posts and stuff so oh, that's okay. just a, a writing job i um i had to rewrite my show
0: right
1: so i had my first solo show which i had done five times when it started um and i had to write it rewrite it for for horrible reasons so it was a show about my mum surviving a fall oh. and we lost her during lockdown so i had to rewrite and then in, so halfway through 2020 well not halfway through 2020, but halfway through all of this. Yeah. In October, I did write and fringe, and I just assumed it wouldn't happen. Oh, it won't happen. Won't happen. Won't happen. And about a week before, it was definitely going to happen, and I had yeah. to rewrite the whole end of the show because I wasn't prepared to lie.
0: No. And sort of I'm pretend the, that I, she was. I'm the same way uh, when yeah. it comes to writing sort of anything. Like so that. so, that was quite
1: yeah yeah. So I wrote I rewrote that for that, and then I've done it three or four times online. I did it at a conference.
0: Sorry to hear that. By the way,
1: thank you. Thank you. And so it's 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 yeah. And now I've rewritten it again with some really helpful advice from a few lovely pros, and um, I'm really pleased with it. Um, It's so it's a proper, you know, dead dad show, dead mum show. Yeah. Um, but it's but I like that, and it's because it's about because I'm. um, So I've done comedy for years about being menopausal. And then it all sort of fitted together really nicely about being in that sandwich generation looking after elderly parents and children at the same time.
0: yeah.
1: And and so it all fitted together really beautifully. And actually it it works well with that being the story in the end because it then leaves me with, oh, God, now I'm the older generation. I'm not in the middle anymore. Right,
0: yeah. I've got to be the
1: grown-up. So now I'm the grown-up, which is a weird feeling, but it's all Right. So that's, so I did a lot of rewriting for that. And then I found when I started doing live gigs again um, a few weeks ago, some writing has just kind of happened. Yeah. So just kind of on the way to a gig going, oh, I'll, just do, I'll just do the old safe stuff. Yeah. Um, and actually I found a new way into some of it that's appropriate for the last year. And that's quite nice. Yeah. So I don't do a lot of, I don't feel like I write, but I do.
0: Yeah. So yeah, I write yeah.
1: gags on the way to things, or I'll say something. We'll go. oh, write that down. That was funny.
0: Yeah. I, and it I, so,
1: sort of evolves.
0: I rarely write things down fully. I've I, I've gone through sort of periods of doing it. I, my the the best way to write I have found is uh, record a voice note because uh, more often than not, if you write something down, it'll be out of context and it <laughs> and it will say something like yeah. uh, "bad teeth, hairbrush." Just what is yes. that? Like, that's not a, what, that doesn't make any sense. So. Uh, yeah. I hear that, but
1: the problem is I've got loads and loads of voice notes yeah. that I don't then really listen to. And if I've got something written down or if I'm putting a set together and thinking, well, I must remember that I wrote a couple of things down, I'll check the book. I never remember to check voice notes. And often they're the best bits. Yes. So I need, I've yeah. probably got some gold in there.
0: That's it. Because <laughs> got... I
1: write voice notes are great on the way home from a gig when you're driving and you're really high from the gig.
0: Yeah, yeah yeah and your brain's working over time yeah. yeah it's good yeah 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 uh yeah because yeah. i uh i'm, I'm quite fortunate because when i gig sort of near here in south end uh have yeah. i've got quite a lot of sort of comedian friends nearby who will like we'll watch each other and then we'll sort of <laughs> like write right toppers to each other's jokes
1: uh, nice so
0: yeah it's very very fortunate um a lovely yeah. little is community is michael
1: wheeler still around
0: He's around. I don't think he's gigging. He hasn't gigged for a while.
1: No.
0: Cuz I ran into him and he was writing. I think he was writing a sitcom. And this was a this was a few years ago. Uh Yeah.
1: He was doing stuff with Pope Lonigan, wasn't
0: he? Yeah. And Pope's um, just shooting up, uh which is amazing. Yes. Wonderful. Um, yeah. Cuz he's he's been working on his book for a little while, but he went back to care work during the pandemic, which I think is also working its way into the book. So obviously the book is about uh, care work for the listeners. Yes. Pope Lonergan is, well, he's, he's so many things, but he's um, a recovering drug addict and uh, yeah. and uh, an ex-healthcare worker who's gone back into healthcare work during the pandemic. And he's, he's, he writes some very candid stand-up, which is mm. just so dark, and but so funny. Because there's a lot of people who I see doing very dark material and uh, few people do it as deftly as Pope does.
1: Yes. Yeah. yeah. I love it when he gets, he just gets a chair and just sits at the front of the stage. And yeah. it's, like a, it's like a therapy session. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. It's lovely. Yeah, and Michael was on my course with oh, cool. um, Logan. There were two people on that course who were head and shoulders above everybody else, clearly so naturally funny, so brilliant, so amazing yeah. and could do this standing on their heads. And one was Michael and one was this other woman who did... That ten gigs afterwards, some of which I saw, was so naturally funny, and then quit. Really. And she was a, she was an absolute god given talent. Oh, yeah.
0: That's such a shame. Yeah,
1: yeah. And Michael did it for a while. And he kept writing more and writing more and writing. He was really prolific.
0: Yeah, he's great. Um,
1: yeah, and it was also he was definitely. She and he were definitely the most. And it was fascinating because Logan would say, "It's not necessarily the people that shine here that will be." The ones that go on to big things. Yeah. Because he got interviewed by Simon Mayo, who said, You know, did you know as soon as Joshua Whitcomb walked in, did you know that he was something special? And Logan just goes, No. They're all funny. <laughs> yeah. You never know which will be the ones that will make it. Yeah. And I found that really helpful because I was probably fifth or sixth. I was all right. Yeah. There were, I don't know, 17 of us on the course. Oh, that's pretty I was good.
0: Right. That's good.
1: Yeah. Top so 10. I was I was okay. And then, but Actually, six years later, there are two of us left still gigging, really. Yeah, and I've probably worked the hardest, I've done over 600 gigs. Well, that
0: I've, is around the country, very much the thing. Uh, where sort yeah. of you know, uh, as much as some people may have a god given talent, for instance, the woman who you are yeah. with, but you know, maybe she had like one bad gig or the admin got a bit much because admin is mm. d- d- horrendously bad. Uh, but yes. you know, the the ones that are able to stick to it or, you know, just get that the spark that makes them determined to carry on. Yeah. Uh, those those that, are the ones that will there's one thing that's, eventually. I've
1: always, said, <laughs> I've always said this about Edinburgh and stuff. You know, if you're going to start comedy at 48, you at least nail the admin.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> so I trained for Edinburgh quite, quite openly, went to another act and said, teach me what you do. Really, and she taught me to flyer, and I flyered for her. And she taught me how to put a show together, and she taught me how to put flyers together and everything. Yeah, she taught me how to do Edinburgh, and it was brilliant. It's literally this is how you do it. Yeah, um, yeah, and I thought I might as well get that bit right, <laughs> um, and then and then we'll see with the comedy. And actually, last Edinburgh twenty nineteen, I sold out. I actually, came out oh, with amazing. the profit on a split show because we. We knew who our audience was. We knew how to market the show. We knew what we were trying to say. Yeah. We knew who we to. And we got them and it was so nice. Yeah. So nice.
0: That's it. Like with my first show, uh, well, it was the only one I've done in Edinburgh, which I didn't mm. do officially in Edinburgh. It was sort of under the radar. So it didn't count as my debut. That's <laughs> that's worth oh, yeah. pointing out. <laughs> but I I employed two flyers. Well, I employed one. And she wasn't doing an amazing job, so uh, and she said no. her boyfriend was available, and they, she that was it. She couldn't do particular sort of flyering and shift, so he took over. And I ended up saying like, I just I want him to do it every time because he was much better than her, uh, but yes. then I was much better than both of them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just had a way of sort of angling it because a lot of it at the time was still about like grammar. And the English language, and I just sort of shout at people, just like, do you like English language and grammar and funny people? Do you like me? Do you like my face? And yeah, yeah. it's sort of it's quite fun. And uh, yes, got a lot of people in that way. But oh, it's hard. It's hard work.
1: It is really hard, but and I, it's really hard to trust anyone else to flyer because if they don't yeah. do, yeah, if they don't do it exactly as you as you want them to, yeah. And we had we had specific. So what I got taught, it was Callie Beaton that taught me. Yeah. And she literally, she was doing a show with Catherine Bohart and the thing was that they were these two redheaded women, either side of 40 or something, either side of 30, can't remember. And so she literally said, go up to anybody with ginger hair. <laughs> so I did. And and you say, lunchtime comedy, lunchtime comedy, and that's what you're saying, into their face, lunchtime comedy. Oh, you'll like this show because it's about two beautiful redheaded women or something. And she taught me to do that and we sold her show out every day. and it's like. I can mail the marketing. Then when it came to doing our own, it was so much easier because it felt eggy to market yourself. Yeah. But then when you're doing a split show, if you've got a really good premise for the show, you can find people. So in our first show was about, I I did two split shows. And I did one where it was like, is it better to be married and middle-aged or young, free and single in your 30s? And just go up to groups of women and say that. Okay. What do you reckon? Which one's better, young, and single or married and middle-aged? And this lovely woman just replied to us and just went, neither, they're both shite. <laughs> <laughs> Which we used in the show every day and that's and we got people in. Yeah. And then the second time, it was a different person and the show was, oh, we're two, we're two uh, mums of teenagers waiting for our kids to fuck off and leave home so we can get on with our lives. <laughs> and then you could go to people of you go to young parents, middle-aged parents, and we would absolutely go after people having dinner with their student kids. Right. You'd see people having, having lunch in grass market, mum, dad, teenager. You'd go, right. I love you. Yeah. And they'd come and they'd come and bring their kids. And, and it was a, you know, the whole show wasn't about that, but it, but my bit was about being in the in, in between generation, So that appealed yeah. to the parents. Um, Jenny Laville was was talking about her kids and she's just I mean she's Jenny Laville. Yeah. Um, so it's amazing. And it was and that was the one we sold out. And we all by flyering.
0: Nice.
1: Funny, isn't it? That's good. Yeah.
0: Uh yeah. The next I mean, one will be harder because it's just me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, Don't know. have
1: that BBC connection.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's it's for, it's hard doing it on your own because I, I never actually did a split show. I just sort of, I, I went straight for I'd written the show and I was like, I'm just going to go do it, and uh, the mm-hmm. venue was lovely, but on the wrong side of town. Uh, yes. Yeah, it was the other side of uh, Waverley Bridge, and uh, the opposite yeah. direction from the stand. So <laughs> it's, it's nothing worked. Yeah, with over, that yeah. was another
1: thing I learned from Callie. It's like, and I went one year for ten days, and I took a, I put together a form for venues. So I went to see my friends' shows, and I sat at the back, uh. and literally marked marked all these things off on the form yeah. what's the ceiling like how hot is it how do you get in you know do I like the venue a little map of the of what the room was like etc and then I went to see a show in a particular venue and thought this is my venue yeah this is absolutely my venue it's on grass market it's where people of my age congregate I can get people hits where I most like to flyer yeah it's got air conditioning <laughs> it's got a bar with proper glassware amazing so people buy a drink at the bar and bring it in with them and it's it a very grown-up space and it was uh, it was the perfect venue for That's me venue for my audience Where was and that? again um it's the apex hotel it's a sweet venue oh i know it yeah,
0: yeah, yeah it's lovely and it's
1: bang in the middle and it's not it's not funky it's not um it's not a cool pub but uh, middle-aged people don't don't value a necessarily a cool pub no. for their comedy they want the show in a comfortable venue yeah yeah and yeah so yeah yeah love that place
0: so i'd really like to play uh like the banshee labyrinth which is just yes the sort of a dark little hole of comedy uh, exactly yeah
1: yeah, which
0: is, yeah and which is good for and my brand different
1: <laughs> ones will work for different to, for different shows yeah absolutely so, yeah yeah, when you want people who are having a nice lunch in a cafe on Grass Market, oh, well, look, if you just look straight across the road, that's the venue. Yeah. And they're already a bit pissed. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Different kind of pissed at lunchtime than the ones at, ba- at Banshee Labyrinth.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're pissed all day, though. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> to be honest, Daunt so are those nice middle aged parents.
0: <laughs> yeah. But they're just. They're We're tricky. in
1: Edinburgh. We're here to have fun.
0: Yeah. Oh, I miss but Edinburgh. a lot of the time, they
1: weren't getting they weren't getting people, Yeah, you know, people go flying somebody young or somebody cool looking. Yeah. Um, and then I go up and say, "Well, maybe you'd like this." It's like, "Oh, quite flattering."
0: Yeah. Well, because I was doing a lot of stuff about sort of wordplay and language. Uh, yeah. Those were some of the people I was targeting, and they, yeah, they're on board because it's sort of a, yes. uh, a bit more I'm trying to figure the, you know. It's, it's not crass or anything like a lot of the sort of. It's a stuff. It's bit
1: middle class, isn't
0: it? It is a little it bit, yeah. Different. But
1: yeah, if you're going for for language pedants and stuff.
0: Yeah, which is very um, much what it was at the time. Uh, what we're yeah. doing now? Yeah, no, I'm am doing sort of uh, I'm writing a show at the minute called Cyclops uh, about how I lost okay. the vision in one of my eyes. And oh, did you? Yeah, and like it's come back. Uh, it's not come All back. Right. I've had a number of surgeries. So yeah, I can uh, I can see in it now. It's quite it's this one. I've got someone else's cornea hand stitched in. Uh yeah. Cool. And I've I've had sort of six surgeries. I need to count really. Uh but yeah, cool. it's quite quite a few sort of uh little things. They're just loads of time spent in the hospital. loads of stories have come from it. I also think it's gonna be quite a nice, you know, affirmation show for the NHS. because um, mm. they've done wonders. Uh so yeah. Yeah.
1: Amazing. My son had a they made him a new eardrum out of a bit of cartilage from the front of his ear. Wow. He's got this tiny scar, and this man made this eardrum and put it into place. It's just a genius. That's incredible. This surgeon. And my son was very young. Yeah. Eleven, ten, eleven. So he it was wow. a little bit, it was even smaller then.
0: Presumably because it was his tiny own. Scar skin like it there's less chance of it rejecting
1: yes it was his own cartilage yeah 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 so his eardrum had perforated completely and gone and so it was his second surgery crack yeah just amazing just the skill of these yeah. people is that's incredible and to, to hand stitch somebody's cornea yeah i've had eye surgery as well oh really um just the just the one i'm just an you know, yeah. amateur um and i've got yeah i've got a tiny scar there from it i was two and a half though oh
0: so on your like what what surgery was it
1: it was um i had an alternating squint so that you, right. know, you look one way and um uh, so one eye and it still happens when i'm tired one eye will yeah. wander. um <laughs> late at night in edinburgh
0: um <laughs> <laughs> i don't think that's tiredness
1: <laughs> um, yeah it's, but it's not it's not all the time although i've noticed in the last if i look at photographs of myself now it's like oh my eyes are not straight yeah at all anymore. And I, th- I think it's wandered again. But I have very little sight in that eye. Oh, really? It's quite something for a Wimbledon umpire.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that must have been difficult.
1: Not really. Oh. Um, the other eye, I think, compensated quite well. And yeah. I was good at decision making. Well, and that's the thing. Got away with it.
0: Our eyes are quite incredible. The way the brain works to sort of compensate with each eye in different situations, you don't quite come to appreciate it until you can't see in one of those eyes.
1: Yeah, Yeah. I'll tell you when I appreciated it. I started wearing contact lenses to play tennis in, which I really struggled with because putting something in my good eye when I don't use the other eye really, it just just felt so wrong. And then they suggested putting a contact lens in my bad eye as well Mm -hmm. so that the brain would make amends. And trying to put something in my bad eye was completely impossible, could not get it in there. My eye just resisted basically, would not stay open to put it in. And also, couldn't see perspective. When they, when my eyes, my sight was improved, I couldn't see perspective. I couldn't see the tennis ball. Couldn't see the line.
0: Oh, that's yeah. difficult.
1: Because my my eyes are too busy compensating. Yeah. and working out. So I still wear glasses now.
0: Yeah, tennis. yeah, um, I, I wear glasses, but I can't I can't put uh, I can't put anything in my eye. I'm very very bad yeah. at it. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it I t- would
1: I. Managed it all right, but I'm not going down that route again. Because yeah. just when you're monocular, it's like, why would I take any risk?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Getting an
1: infection into that eye.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Couldn't yeah. Do Crikey! Uh, what was Who knew? Say? Yeah. Who that
1: in common, Cyclops is a great name for a show. Nice and close to the beginning of the alphabet.
0: Yeah. For the brochure. Well, um, <laughs> well, I'm starting with an S because it's Cy. Uh, Cyclops
1: ah because of course being a Wimbledon umpire we had a machine called Cyclops
0: <laughs> oh really
1: called the serve yes the, the service machine before Hawkeye there was a service machine called Cyclops
0: oh interesting yeah oh I love you that you sit on
1: the service line and, and you press a button and it told you that the ball was in or out
0: yeah nice are you a good tennis player oh you play club uh, tennis so
1: club play for a club
0: presumably all right
1: I'm all right, I started at four, really? so yeah, against the wall, you know, just hitting a ball against the wall yeah. with a racket. I just really, really liked it. so so I look like a good tennis player, because <laughs> yeah. it's because like, it's so natural it's like an extension of my arm.
0: yeah,
1: I'm not however consistent and stuff, but I'm quite sneaky with spin. right, okay so and, and I'm quite fat, and people think I can't run, and I can run and run and run, <laughs> so that is definitely in my favor.
0: Nice, so. Yeah. I get
1: underestimated which I quite like
0: i uh i uh, i'm not I'm not good I really enjoyed playing when I was in school and then didn't play until last year I think that was mm. the next time I played so that is uh i mean well, probably... when they said you
1: can play tennis now everybody took up tennis yeah so that I'll was to relax, well, do that
0: I bought uh tennis rackets about five six years ago for myself and my friend to play and uh, like I got two, and the deal was I'd, I'd just buy both of them. Uh, she'd pay for one of them, and then we'd just go and play tennis. And uh, yeah, and then it just never happened. So I just held on to both tennis rackets. And then uh, a friend of mine was like, "I want to play tennis." So we said, "All right, let's go and play tennis." So yeah, and then uh, it's a great sport. And then lockdown happened, and then we waited until we were allowed to go and play. And uh, we uh, <laughs> we're both awful, but we're you know we're equally awful, and we enjoy it. We can keep around and going for a, a good. In you know four seconds it's great
1: <laughs> i love it because it's really psychological it can be like chess yeah and it's and it's so and your yeah your mentality is so up and down yeah so i can play i can play really well for a set and then really badly and i cannot work out the difference and oh. i'm just trying to find that confidence that i had in the first set and i don't know <clears throat> don't know how to do it yeah, yeah so i love it, it Pushes you, challenges you.
0: Often things like that is uh, like where you've done well, you just think, I'm doing well. <laughs> so yes. your brain sort of stops concentrating, just like, oh, I don't need to worry about this now. I'm good. Oh, no, no. I'm There's a book it. about
1: it. Is it really? There's a book about it, a, a bestseller called, um, it started as the, inner, I think, which one came first? The Inner Game of Tennis and The Inner Game of Music. One one came first and then the other one. And they're the right. same thing because I took up um, the piano just before I turned 40. Yeah. And it's exactly the same thing. And it's all about, it's like a psychology book of how to play tennis or how to play music is you've got to stop trying so hard. Yeah. Because I found when I tried to do exams in piano, I could play the pieces perfectly. As soon as there was an examiner there, my hands just would not move. I was so physically cramped. Yeah. And it's the same with tennis. If, it's, if, it's, if it gets tense, my forehand goes. Oh, really? And I literally, having played tennis for 50 years, have to go low to high, roll the ball,
0: just (laughs) literally
1: have to go back to absolute basics. Um, But when I'm not trying, when I let go and just go, right, I'm five love up, it's fine. Then I play really well. I don't even think about it.
0: Yeah.
1: I just think, I'll put it over there. I'll put it over there rather than.
0: I mean, it's a very similar thing with uh, comedy. It's a very similar psychology. Of, yeah. Uh, yeah just sort of learning to trust yourself and and that sort of thing that uh, you know that that is the very thing that's why we need to gig as much as we do yes. because uh you know it's yeah. it's not just practicing the words that we're saying it's practicing saying anything in front of people
1: it's that when you're in the moment it's that muscle that remembers to how to be funny it's yeah. why emceeing is so instinct. important yes because you absolutely. don't have to be funny but if you find something funny you can say it yeah there's no pressure you can you can just be that was this is how you have a good evening yeah absolutely yeah we love emceeing
0: yeah yeah it's very good fun yeah, yeah. i've uh, i've recently started doing sort of a lot of, sort of longer stories and that sort of thing and like finding ways of weaving in and out of them and that's uh, so it's, it's a really good it's a really good sort of skill to work on and uh, it's, yes it's, it's very interesting it seems to be working quite well for me hopefully so (laughs)
1: and it's a it's it's the difference between an edinburgh show an hour show or whatever and a club set where you need a joke every for sure
0: yeah that's it i'm second yeah i'm not trying to mix the two i know they won't necessarily work but also if if you can write a story that has got a joke every few seconds then uh, you're probably gonna do all right
1: yeah How's the tea when you've left the bag in?
0: Oh, it's great. Yeah, it's really nice. It's it's it is quite a subtle taste, but it's uh, yeah, it's nice. I couldn't really taste the almonds, although I suppose, I suppose I it, yeah, it did it did have a level of sweetness, and uh, I yeah. I couldn't necessarily tell that it was almonds, but yeah, it was definitely there. It was nice, just real subtle sort of warm round flavorings. Fantastic. Yeah, I uh, just what you
1: want from your gin. I mean, tea. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not very good at uh, describing these sort of things, but I'm, I'm trying to learn. But that was uh, yeah, I'd I'd recommend it. I I preferred the uh, Roy Bosch, which has uh, I'm sure it's like notes of cherry and that sort of thing in it. it was, mm, nice. Yeah, it's really good, really really good. Yeah. Lovely. Um, yeah, I good. was going to well,
1: say my water is still doing the job. <laughs>
0: yeah, uh, what's the what's the flavour like? Do you have uh, very good? Yeah,
1: very very yeah North London uh, from the fridge. Lovely. Uh, yeah.
0: Do you have soft water where you are?
1: No, it's very hard water. Is it? Yeah, apparently it's just what I'm used to because I mostly lived here. Yeah. So yeah, but yeah. it's um, from a bottle in the fridge.
0: Uh, that you filled up yourself from the tap, or that I filled up
1: myself from the tap? Ah, because I try to be green.
0: Yeah, is that a glass bottle or a plastic bottle?
1: It is a. Uh, are they glass? The ones that the ones you buy these days. Not not a plastic bottle, no.
0: oh, though. Um, Although like my the... husband.
1: My husband bought me one for Christmas. Yeah. Bright, gaudy gold. Lovely. And he had it engraved with Bunny Fitch written on it. So it is um, a little bit embarrassing to take out anywhere, especially when I play tennis because I take this thing, people go, "Oh, lovely bottle. It's like, no, I'm not the sort of person that would have a bright gold bottle at all. And... Um, and then they look at it, and go, "What does Bunny Fitch mean?" It's like it's, it's my a next question. Joke. It's a spoonerism. Calm, oh, Mr. I
0: see. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, that's, good. That's
1: the level of affection my husband has for me <laughs> that I'm a that I'm a Bunny Fitch.
0: That's very nice.
1: Yeah, I then got to the final of the UK PUN Championships, and he was really cross that he hadn't written <laughs> Honey Ditch. but um, there you go.
0: <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. Nice.
1: And then those were abandoned. So,
0: What's that?
1: The, the, the UK pun championships.
0: Uh, did they not go online?
1: Uh, they decided not to. I oh. don't know. They're going to do it next year.
0: Oh, okay. What a shame.
1: Yeah, it's, it's supposed to be a really fun show, though. It's at Leicester, and
0: yes. they do it in a
1: big boxing ring.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, I know a few of the uh, previous finalists.
1: Yes, so Adele Cliff and stuff.
0: Yeah. 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 Lovely. Yeah. yeah,
1: first woman to win it. She
0: was. Was she? Yeah, she's yes, very. Yes, I was good. hoping
1: to be the second, but
0: you know. Yeah. Well, next year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I? Oh yeah, I was going to say about the uh, the old sort of the the muscle thing because uh, I've played mm. drums for uh, I'm a couple of months shy of twenty five years, and yeah. uh, that is that's very much like, uh, you know, I've been playing for such a long time that it's it's it's, it's fairly natural to me. And yes. uh, I can sit down in any situation and play very well in time, but if I'm thinking about the song, it's not. It doesn't sound good. Like you know, it's in time, and to the layman, you'd probably go, "Yeah, that's fine, that's a good drum." But like when I know a song and I'm relaxed and I can hear properly, like I've done a few gigs where the monitors are rubbish and like you can't really hear what you're doing, and you just see me yeah for the listeners uh, i look like i was shitting myself <laughs> <laughs>
1: With a drumstick
0: <laughs> yeah um yeah so yeah it's uh it's it's an odd thing but yeah if you are and you can't just take that to anything if you're thinking too much about what you're doing and not just yeah. sort of naturally riding the wave then um yeah yeah it's it's never going to be smooth and uh and, and groovy You know when someone's
1: got a passion for something when they know, when they can say, I'm a couple of months shy of 25 years. (laughs) Yeah. Because I'm counting. (laughs) Like me and six years yesterday was my first gig. Yeah. (laughs) I learned to play the drums. I can do that very basic one with the foot, two, three, four. And um, I got taught by this really cute boy at university who I had a bit of a crush on. He had very floppy blonde hair. Yeah. He was this lovely, lovely, lovely guy, and he was in the band uh, for my final. My final production I did drama was Greece. Oh, okay. And he was the drummer in the band, and he had this little band. He went home at weekends. Tended to go home at weekends to play with his band because they were putting this band together, right? Um, and uh, yeah, that that band became Radiohead. <laughs> no way! <laughs> I got taught to play the drums by the drummer from Radiohead. He was such a nice guy.
0: Oh, that's amazing.
1: Yeah, he does not have the floppy hair anymore.
0: No, 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 quite the opposite.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but yeah, he was so nice. That's my massive claim to fame. If you're going to get taught to play the drums, baby.
0: Yeah. Now, (laughs) I uh, I don't generally get sort of too emotional over a lot of things. That's changed in the last few years. I've become sort of a bit more emotional, certainly. But the only time I've ever become properly emotional during a a live band was I, I, I saw... So I was working with her band called Asylums and I drove them yeah. to Glastonbury a few years ago when Radiohead were headlining the Saturday, I think. And uh I I watched them and it's the most perfect set. They're one of my favourite bands anyway, and it was just the yeah. most perfect set, and I wept about five times. Not like not sort of bawling my eyes up, but a tear ran down yeah. my face, you know. It was yeah, it's yeah. beautiful. It's an amazing night.
1: They are fantastic, yeah.
0: I yeah. can't believe you uh isn't that cool? Yeah, that's incredible.
1: Isn't that cool? Yeah. And they used to go back to Ox. It's Oxford, I think. Yeah. He used to go home every weekend. Yeah.
0: He was wow. doing geography. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's done some miles since.
0: He has. He's got around <laughs> and he can tell you exactly where he's been going and what sort of clouds yeah, are above. Yeah,
1: he's seen some places. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's. Uh, oh, wow. That's. Uh... Yeah, I'm jealous. I'm the
1: most nearly fa- that and umpiring. I'm the most nearly famous person you'll ever meet. Yeah. I'm the one in in between the the programs and in between the you know on the telly. Yeah, and yeah.
0: So does that uh, does, does that me? ever worry you that uh, everything you're involved in will will never be entirely fa- famous, but the people you're involved with will will go on for to achieve greatness. <laughs>
1: Very perceptive, Sia, and I hate you for it. Um, <laughs> actually, no, because my dream was to be a Blue Peter presenter.
0: Oh, oh, I you'd came have been a great quite close, Blue Peter and I pushed
1: and pushed and pushed and pushed, and eventually they said, "Go and get live television experience of any kind," and that's when I became a trainee continuity announcer, I was right. talking between the programmes on BBC Two. And
0: I've, you know, I've always wanted to do that job.
1: Oh, well, I was going to say, actually, I never became a to presenter, but I did become a voiceover and a continuity announcer. And it was like, you know, how many little kids go, when I grow up, I want to be a continuity announcer. Yeah, not many. Not many. And, and actually, I never would have done all of that if I hadn't, you know, you reach for the stars and you get to the top of the mountain. And I had, I've had, had such a lovely career doing things like that. And voiceovers are just lovely.
0: Yeah.
1: I love doing those and find them quite easy and straightforward. Yeah and never would have yeah and actually I did at one point get a, a sort of very very cult student level of fame in one job that I had and there was quite a lot about it that wasn't very nice
0: oh, oh dear. so I
1: think I think the um the gods had definite better ideas for me than I did for myself yeah. yeah we used to get quite odd we used to get a lot of sort of fan mail and stuff and a lot of it was quite odd and a lot of it was quite
0: oh dear what was that doing if it's that was not continuity
1: announcer novel. on Channel Five, oh. where I worked with Marco Bellini for six years, who was at my first ever comedy gig. This is beautifully coming to fruition as a conversation. Yeah, um, We've gone full
0: circle, and we end. <laughs> yeah.
1: And we had we had terrible, wonderful American soap operas, and they had very long end credits, and right. we could do what we wanted, oh, and used to fill two minutes of end credits with taking the piss out of the programme and reading out viewer letters. It was like a radio show and it was so much fun and loved it. It was the best, that's best job I ever had.
0: Yeah, that sounds so like Nearly
1: Famous works for me just fine.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's can you, the, call, that's you can walk drag. out your
1: front door when you're nearly famous and no one cares. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. But then you can walk out your front door when you're, uh, well, the the drummer from Coldplay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or Radiohead.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. yeah a few True. people would know who what he looks like. I, I am one of them. I, I would. Uh, yes, I'd run after him. And
1: and the great thing about him is he could probably walk out his front door, and it's going to be quite a while till he gets to the end of the drive.
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, lovely guy. There we go.
0: Yeah, amazing. Right, I've got a few questions that I uh, actually I've decided to stop naming them uh, because it sounds too much like. Richard Herring's and I keep yeah. having to explain it they're, they're the tea emergency questions so I keep having to explain that they're not emergency questions uh, I'd have
1: questions. got that I'd have got you, that yeah. I love
0: Rahel <laughs> Well, I'll, and then, then, then these are the tea emergency questions but I'll, I'll leave that it in it's fine I was going to say I'll cut <laughs> it out but I won't I'll, I'll, I'll also leave in this explanation of leaving it in because I'm, I'm <laughs> like that right I, I came up with a new one today there's a lot of these are about tea but well no not a lot there's two they're about tea but you don't drink tea so it's not going to go very far Right. So I've had a I've, I've had a few sort of questions come up recently. They all come up from like conversations that I've had uh, during podcasts with like other guests. But there was one that came up today that I decided to ask. In fact, I think I'll, I'll ask it in a minute. I'll warm up to it. <laughs> right. So we'll start we'll start nice and sort of basic. It's, this, this one's quite a a uh, local radio kind of question. Uh, is that if you could choose anyone in the world to be your perfect radio double act? Uh, presenter like co-presenter who would it be
1: oh god I just feel like I have to say Louise Lee who I'm doing this podcast with. yeah she is so funny and the way that w- yeah I have learned to spark off her and she makes she's very clownish yeah. and I'm not and she she brings out the silly in me and I absolutely love that and that sounds a bit a bit um because I already do something with her, that just sounds unambitious. So I think somebody more ambitious, anybody to do a double act with?
0: No, I mean you could choose her if you want.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm going to go with Louise Lee.
0: Yeah, I mean that's great. It's, yeah. it's lovely that you've 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 found her, and this uh, yeah, yeah, just
1: sort of by accident and thanks to the pandemic of us both going, shit. Can we talk on Zoom? Because my <laughs> life's driving me nuts. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah I mean that's uh, it's, it's the nice thing about doing this podcast is. Obviously, I've spoken to so many people, and there are just certain guests who I've had on who have just been like, it's such sort of natural, fun conversation with, you know, like really good bad and all. Yeah. So There's been a lot of sort of fun conversation with a lot of people, but there's certain people, but I think possibly the easiest to bounce off of was Matthew Crosby. Mm-hmm. Who yeah. uh, who's so much fun to talk to he's such a lovely guy but he, apparently he's already doing a radio show with some other guy Am no. him yeah so I'm <laughs>
1: him. he's closing the door because there's a teenager playing the bass guitar with oh, a full speaker was? on yeah <laughs> self-taught oh nice he's going to be the next he's going to be the Phil Selway of the uh, bass guitar
0: yeah lovely cool so yeah Louise Lee
1: Louise Lee,
0: Louis uh, Lee. yeah I'm sorry I was try, thinking for a second of who else I've had on the podcast but there's there's quite a few. There's quite nice, because, um, uh, like Mark Simmons. Yeah. Sorry?
1: Yes. And I was just thinking, because you could say, I could tell you people who are my idols and stuff. I don't know if I would have fun yeah. sparking off and bantering with them on a radio show. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I used to do these, um, these voiceovers on this American soap opera with a guy called John Darville, who's now um, a radio presenter at BBC Bristol. And he does actually does the voiceover on our podcast as well. Oh, and, and he and I used to just, we just write this stuff and then be very silly on the end credits. And no. It's 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 not necessarily, you know, I don't know if I would spark that well off David Bowie. Um, <laughs> yeah. Not in that way anyway. Um,
0: and yeah, God, he'd be very I'd interested to, to talk to, you, but.
1: Yeah, you know, careful of meeting your idols sort of thing.
0: Yeah. Although I, I'm led to understand that he was a, a very nice man.
1: And an absolute bloody scream. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he'd be incredible, yeah. but possibly uh not the perfect comedy partner. Who knows? Yeah, and he might
1: be, you never know. Yeah, well My we friend never will. did meet him. My friend met him at a party.
0: Oh really? And
1: and had no idea that he was there. And there was literally somebody said, Oh, have you met my mate David? And he turned around. No way. And my friend just looked at him and went, Oh <laughs> uh, Nice weather didn't you know, it's like if you'd told me I was gonna meet David Bowie, I'd have prepared myself. Yeah. But was so shocked in the moment, he just wandered away.
0: Oh man! So uh, now I feel like uh, Freddie Mercury actually would be a good radio double act yeah. partner. Would have been, should I say? Yeah. Yeah. He's a very funny man, very witty. Was he? Yeah.
1: I don't. Yeah, I don't think I've seen him interviewed particularly. Oh, really? I really mean, not a particular fan. Yeah. Just, you know,
0: he's quite obviously he um, Freddie Mercury sort of bitchy about certain things, but in a in a manner that I particularly enjoy.
1: Very much. You'd have a good
0: bitch? Yeah. (laughs) Um, I was at uh, I was in one of the comedians bars in Edinburgh, and uh, I was talking to Tom Hopewell.
1: Yeah.
0: And like we'd been chatting away for ages, and he said. I can't remember exactly what it was he said, because, you know, I was in a bar in Edinburgh and (laughs) it was late at night. I was drunk. Uh, I was very, very drunk. And (laughs) he said something about, oh, you should talk to him later. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah. And he went and left. And then I was uh, like, I didn't know who he was talking about. And I chatted to someone else. And sort of shortly after that, I went home. And turns out uh, Eddie Izzard was standing about a foot behind me, just chatting away to uh, Ed Knight, who I know very well. Uh, yes. Yeah, I'm good friends with Ed. And uh, I didn't realize that he was standing, that would have been a perfect in because, you know, I'm good friends with Ed. And uh, yeah, he was standing literally a foot away from me and I had no idea.
1: (laughs) Love Eddie Azard. Yeah. Although I was quite disappointed when I saw her live. Oh, really? A little bit because I felt like it always felt so off the cuff. Yes. And then the time I saw her live, it was a bit. It felt too scripted. I don't know what it was. It was just. It was. Yeah. Just, it was one of those don't meet hero things of actually seeing her live was.
0: Was it a preview? I,
1: no, it was no, it was oh, a really? end.
0: Because I've seen her yeah, do don't... a uh, preview at the Bill Murray, which was yes. incredible, and that's which actually
1: good. I think would probably be better when it's less polished.
0: Yeah. Yeah when, yeah, yeah. when she's playing. When there's still yeah, that's it. That's the that's the thing when when yeah. it's live in the room, yeah. But also if you trying to stick to a a script then that will be worse but then you know that's that's the very nature of Eddie Izzard Uh, able to go anywhere I
1: think perhaps I just saw I'd started in comedy by then and I think I sort of I could sort of see the machinations of it a little bit yeah I could understand it a little bit better and it kind of lost that for me yeah. still an incre- incredible performer and everything oh, just, oh you know uh, hats off and i would never yeah i wouldn't be negative about her for a second no, no 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 i just i oh maybe it wasn't a good night or something it just didn't didn't connect for me that night which is sad
0: yeah go and see her again because uh, yeah i'm I sure will. I i'm should. Sure she'll be good yeah. yeah some people have an off night you know that i'm sure as yes, well as obviously
1: everyone's. I don't. But yes, <laughs> yeah. oh, I can't remember. Even Eddie's hard.
0: Um, I was thinking the other day before we'd even sort of organised doing this. I was thinking, do you know what it was? I was, um, I was talking about when we did that uh, festival gig. Do you remember for Paul Johnston?
1: Oh yeah! yeah. Oh my god! Yeah.
0: Yeah. <sighs> Made and,
1: insane uh... joke all afternoon. <laughs> that is exactly what well, I was, was going to bring my up. Joke and it's the, still my favourite joke of all time. <laughs> Do you want to
0: to tell it for my listeners?
1: Oh, yeah. So this is the best kids joke you'll ever hear. And kids love it and parents love it. And anyone who doesn't love it is wrong. Which is, why did the baker have smelly hands?
0: I don't know. Why did the baker have smelly hands?
1: Because he needed a poo. and I don't know who originally did it but they're a genius oh, it's been and I also like that time. you just said I don't know as if you hadn't heard it 35 times that very afternoon <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: you and know every kid that, in the
1: room telling it and oh that was a very difficult afternoon
0: it was yeah
1: I grew a foot as a performer that day
0: yeah yeah it, I, was, uh, it was
1: one of the best things I've ever done because it was so hard
0: yeah because obviously that was because uh, I mentioned it while I was talking about it But I think it may have been on the last episode mm-hmm. I was talking about that um, that gig and uh, obviously everyone's sort of <laughs> doing sets between uh, bands which was insane yeah um,
1: so the band did 20 minutes and then there was supposed to be a comedy tent separately yeah. but it didn't work that way and the, the band did 20 minutes and then there was 20 minutes to set up for the next band and we could only do it in those 20 minutes because it was too noisy otherwise yeah. with the bands which insane. and what happened was the same people no different people kept coming in but then it started raining and so everybody took refuge in the comedy tent. But yeah. there were loads and loads of little kids and some of the acts were absolutely filthy.
0: Yeah. Well that's the thing a, lot of, a lot of it people... down
1: and there were little kids in the front row and I was going, Hey kids, show <laughs> me a joke. <laughs> yeah. Why did the baker have someone? Another... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was such a laugh.
0: Because they, they said to him at the time, like, Oh yeah, you you can do you can swear, that's fine, that like, say whatever yeah. you want. And I decided to take it upon myself to play it clean. And uh, it went well. I yeah. seem to remember I'd had quite a good gig. But, but the parents
1: didn't care as well because they just sent the kids into this tent. Yeah. and got drunk in the fields <laughs> yeah. the bands, and they had no idea that, some, that Alex Oliver was entertaining.
0: Their yeah. <laughs> yeah, entertaining, <laughs> oh God, disturbing. It was fun. Yeah, yeah, that's great.
1: And it was just—it was like one of those moments where somebody just goes, "Phil." Yeah. and I had to fill and I couldn't do any of my own material and it was just that's that's yeah I think I became an MC that day yeah. I really I loved it though because you can you're sitting on your old own, sh- own shoulder going this is this is how you learn
0: yeah 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 absolutely you're gonna be so
1: much better as a result of this yeah.
0: and you you, you, were, you were great indeed
1: Thank you oh I loved it
0: yeah, oh, I, I, want, yeah. I, want to, I want to play a gig that old four game
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> I did another one. I did another one at, at a seaside on a clifftop uh with Khan Johnson, who was oh, there okay. I think that day. And um it was definitely not as much fun. It didn't work in the same way, but yeah. it was just as grim. Yeah. But yeah. yeah.
0: Was... There was there was magic in the oh, air that day, I think.
1: There really was. I found that really Yeah, Janet Garner. John love yeah, Janet Garner. She's great. <laughs> Fuck me, the cleaners walked on. Yeah. <laughs> I, have a, I woke up from a dream once and messaged her and said, I have just had a dream that I was watching live at the Apollo and you walked on with all the smoke <laughs> and, just, and the dry ice and stuff and just went, fuck me, the cleaners. I just thought she could definitely do live at the Apollo. She's yeah. so funny. And that opening line would kill it. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: That's very bad, isn't it, giving somebody else's jokes away?
0: <laughs> no, it's fine. Oh, she's wonderful. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, she lives down the road to me as well.
1: Gosh, yes, of course. Yeah. She's gone up. Uh, she's gone north in the world from Kent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not up in the world, north in the world.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, right now. Speaking of uh, that gig, because obviously that was that was very interesting. You uh, you you definitely emceed that that day.
1: Yeah.
0: And I don't think you got people's names wrong, but people often do get people's names wrong. For instance, the worst time I've ever been introduced to stage was at Natis, and uh, I got introduced as C. D. Abetz. Uh oh, was, yeah. Quite like that. Very wrong. CBS. Well that actually the
1: name will be in Spain.
0: Yeah. Uh well it it's um it's discussed that my surname is either Scottish or Portuguese. Oh, yeah. okay. And uh, it, either it, it way it couldn't
1: be more straightforward in English though. Yeah. <laughs> like Sai is probably short for Simon.
0: It is, yeah. He's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh he saw that and thought, Spanish thank you, Colombian drug lord. <laughs> but uh, Weird. that that very introduction did birth the opening line to my first show uh and also a line that i use anytime anyone uh, in- uh introduces me by the wrong name so it's been c- become quite handy but what's the gag well it's, it's it's essentially the one that i just did but uh sorry good oh thanks i tried to make it look natural and now i'm gonna over explain it <laughs> No, I, I, I talk about how people often mispronounce my name because they say Davis and Divas and uh, all sorts. Mm-hmm. Well, I, um, no, that is what it is, yeah. And uh, Diabetes, if they, th- if they think I'm some kind of Colombian drug lord, uh, yes. which is fine for pronunciation and spelling, but for... I've not done this in ages. No, it's... Yeah, oh, no. Which is fine for pronunciation, but for spelling, uh, I... I use the phrase, it's like leaves with a D. That's what I'm saying is because the sh- first show is called Leaves with a D. Um, ah. And I say like, it's fine for pronunciation, but for spelling, uh, like, like for instance, I once told my well, I often, always tell people it's like leaves with a D and the man turned around and said, what? Leaved.
1: <laughs> Which is
0: That's absolutely good. true. That genuinely happened on a phone call. <laughs> so you fucking idiot. I got
1: introduced on stage in Manchester. Oh, that was and- going to be my
0: question, by the way. What's, what's the worst oh. way you've been introduced to stage?
1: Jane Eyre. No,
0: <laughs> that's yeah. funny. Because
1: I think I said, because if I don't say, if I don't mention it, if I don't check that the MC knows how to pronounce it, then they get it wrong. But if I do check, then they always say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Air. Yeah. And this woman, I said, I said, um, so it's Pauline Air, Air like Jane.
0: Uh, so okay, to right, right. get you to remember it, and so she it's your own fault. me on as,
1: as uh, Jane Air. <laughs> I was like, oh, thanks again. Thank you for the opening line. That's great. Um, yeah, sometimes people say, are you related? And I say, no, she's fictional.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> but, so that was a good one. I, I don't think I've had Pam as yet, but people have called me Pam to my face. Have they? Yeah. Yeah. That that happens quite often. Um, I think that's just a, a middle-aged woman beginning with P. Yeah. We're going <laughs> to have a go at Pam.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, how, what, what mispronunciations have you had?
1: Not bad, just irie, really. Right, okay. Yeah, most people if they if they're worried about it, they'll ask. Yeah, um, sure. And then occasionally you get somebody who just doesn't look at your name until you go on, yeah, and that's they're just, just and just think, well, that's your fault then.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, uh, like I have been known to uh, when people when I get a, a Davies or a Devers, especially if yeah. it's someone that I've known for ages, and I won't name any names, but uh, there was someone that I'd, I'd gig with many times, and uh, I was MCing, and. Uh, and he said, "Sir, uh, thanks very much to Cy Davis. And when when I went back on, like, because he he didn't do that well, so I just ripped into him. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm, "I'm not having that." Like, I've known you for long enough; you know what my name is. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. I, think, I also think when you're someone who has got, when people have got it wrong, you make much more of an effort. I never get people's names wrong if I can, you know. Yeah. I'll say, hey, hang on, because I've worked out how to properly pronounce this. Yeah, and yeah. Then I'll make an effort. Um,
0: I'll always, but I'll always say to people if, I, if I'm MCing, I'll always ask someone. Because uh, I always assumed... Uh, do you know John Marr? No. The, the Irish comedian? Right. Uh, I always assumed Go that his then. name was Meagher. But yes. it's, uh, it's, it's Mar. It's pronounced Mar. Uh,
1: like Johnny Marr.
0: Exactly like Johnny Marr. That is the Irish spelling of uh, Johnny Marr's ah. name. Yeah, which is what it's supposed to be. But he, as I understand yes. it, yeah. John was telling me about that, um, saying that, yeah, it was originally, like, spelt M-E-A-G-H-E-R. I think that's how he spells it. Yes. But, yeah. This, yeah. uh, it's actually Ma
1: good to know yeah. if I ever introduce him
0: <laughs> but uh, I'll look very impressive from uh, the start and then I think I went on stage and said uh, Maya <laughs> damn it. Yeah, I was like "Ah, <laughs> oh, I heard myself say it and I was like oh no no
1: I would definitely say Johnny Ma
0: yeah 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 nice um, right now, I'll ask one more question. This is the question that I thought of earlier because it, uh, it came up. Okay. There's a guy who uh, he often just has sort of mad tattoos on his arm. Um, he, even, he has a tattoo on his hand that looks very much like someone we work with and he swears blind it isn't, but uh, who knows. Um, but he was saying, well, I, I pretty much talked him into it actually, that he was thinking of getting a barcode tattooed on his arm of his favourite snack and he couldn't decide what his favourite <laughs> snack would be. If you were to get the barcode of any product tattooed on you, what would it be?
1: Oh, that's good. <sighs> oh, I see. I want to be cool and say some <laughs> fantastic kind of gin or something, but it would be Cadbury's dairy milk. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. Or make a whisper or a twirl or something. Just yeah. Because I'm, you know, I'm a It's classic. Date. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, when someone wants to buy you a nice gift and you're a middle-aged woman, they'll buy you good chocolates. It's like, no, that's quite disappointing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just a box of milk tray. Yeah. Um,
0: Although, speaking yeah. of good chocolate, have you ever had Lily O'Brien's? No. They do... I'm um, writing it down. They do two different ones. I can't remember what, what one of them is, but one of them is like dessert chocolates, and they're designed to taste like... Uh, different sort of desserts and it is delicious
1: Ooh. It, it's
0: often on offer as well in sort of all the big supermarkets which is how <laughs> I came to try it for the first time yeah uh, I've
1: literally written that down yeah excellent
0: it's uh, yeah that's it's my delightful.
1: favorite sort of snack yeah sort of snack and treat and or um um Ben and Jerry's chocolate fudge brownie ice cream
0: yeah solid choice which is
1: not classy in any way it's just chocolate Fudge brownie, yeah, and it is, God, two spoons, teenager, telly, heaven.
0: Yeah, I said I think I'd be tempted to get a tub of Philadelphia.
1: Oh, I just really like. But I'd also want the smoked salmon and the bagel.
0: Yeah, but then they they come in multi packs, so that'd be difficult. Yeah,
1: why would you have it on your arm in the first place? Is it because I want to be able to beep it and it just arrives? I think so. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah.
0: I suggested to him that, because um, he's just dating someone who's got kids, so I said he should get, because uh, what is notoriously difficult to scan is uh, things like cream eggs and kinder eggs, uh, which oh, obviously yeah. kids love. So get a kinder egg tattoo on your arm of the, of the barcode. Yeah. It's easy, because they're always folded over. Like, the, you know, they never think yes. about the barcode. You can never scan them. So boop, do your arm.
1: Oh, hang on then. I've changed my mind is going to be. A multi pack of Whisper that's on offer,
0: ah,
1: and it's and it's it's in, it's in the uh it's in the knackered fridge so yeah, or the shelf, style. so it's actually twelve p. Yeah, <laughs> so I can go and buy a whole pack that should cost a couple of quid for twelve p. Every time. That's a
0: great idea. Yeah, yeah. Get it yeah. so that it understands that that is that's discount that's the twi- price. Uh, uh, What What is it? 12s? Yeah. Yeah. Discount twelves. Yeah. 12s. yeah. Smart. When I was
1: a kid, we had my mum would give us thirty pence emergency money, which was enough to get you home on the bus and train if you lost your bus pass and your train pass. Yeah, but it, but it in those days it bought a Twix and a Mars bar.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> so that, that's the nineteen eighties for you, <laughs> possibly late seventies. Yeah, nice. So, so to go back then and get, although they didn't have barcodes in those days, but as soon as they introduced barcodes, yeah, get a Freddo
0: see I, I suppose the uh I't
1: barcode on my arm
0: I suppose the equivalent of those days would have just been getting a a, a happy shopper sticker
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh God, yeah, <laughs> there you go that's what I'm having tattooed on my arm.
0: nice, that's great, yeah,
1: like all the cool kids yeah,
0: <laughs> lovely. Well, that's an excellent answer. And I am glad I decided to ask that question. That is going to stay I'm, in. I'm glad
1: now. Yeah. yeah. That's a good idea.
0: That's going to stay I in. think that
1: you have to decide why you want the barcode on your arm in the first place.
0: Yeah. I mean, you Not can just get just it. Not just as
1: a memento of the time that you looked at the packaging.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I just like the symmetry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> the numbers, they speak to me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> because I speak in binary.
1: Yes. Very good.
0: <laughs> that's what it works.
1: <laughs> Yeah,
0: lovely. Right, so if you've got anything that you want to plug, obviously your podcast. Oh
1: yes, you have to listen to my podcast, which is called Early Doors, E Y R E, like Jane. <laughs> yeah. uh, Early Doors, wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, my show All Change, which will, which is right at the start of the Edinburgh festival brochure yes. when, when edinburgh comes back not this year
0: probably next year i was gonna, I was gonna say you're doing it this year yeah you now yeah. here's the thing about shows sorry to go on a tangent immediately i've got another question to ask you as well uh regarding okay. regarding your podcast uh but it's uh, the thing about edinburgh shows is like i'm writing this show now and obviously i'm not going to edinburgh this year some people are but uh, mm-hmm. very very few people and uh you know just most, most people aren't I'm wondering if it's worth just sort of I'll preview it a bunch and then just just do a little tour.
1: That's what I had planned last year. Yeah. <clears throat> and actually, because I'm not really sort of am, but I'm not in the mainstream in terms of I don't have a comedy agent, I get my own gigs and stuff. Yeah. Um I don't have to call anything a debut and yeah. I don't have to you know, a tour doesn't have to be defined by the way it's defined by comedians which is if you stay away from home, then it's a tour. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so last year I had this show. I had this fantastic set of 30 dates, which included Edinburgh, uh, 10 days in Edinburgh only, and yeah. all the places around. Some of them were festivals, but then I started finding cafes and other places, art centres and things that would book me Yeah. without it being a big tour and a promoter and a PR and everything. So I called it a tour.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it was going to be
1: so lovely. <laughs> I was going, was And also, you know, I, if I had friends from like university who lived somewhere small and, and like, well, is there anywhere near you that you can think of that I could perform it? And they go, well, there's a bookshop yeah. and lovely. And That's so great. contact the bookshop. Can I come and do my little show in your bookshop? It'd be something funky to do, wouldn't it? And i yeah. go, yeah. And I had all these lovely dates, all these lovely dates. Nice. So I need to book that again. Yeah, and okay, and yes, I, I, I agree with you. People want to see shows. They don't care if it's got the right. There was one arts centre that booked me on the strength of a video, and the people they booked there are proper top acts. And it was a beautiful ninety-six seater room. Lovely. And they just booked me, and it wasn't going to cost me anything. You know, share of the ticket oh, sales. That's great. So, uh, do you know what? You just just get out there and do it because yeah. it's. Um, you don't have to have the machinery behind you. You don't yeah. have to done mock the week or have a PR person. But it's hard work. Yeah. That's why you learned to nail the admin.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I suppose, you know, if I do tour it, then I could still take it to Edinburgh next year and it'll be so polished that technically it will still be my debut and uh, I'll just yes. I'll win everything. That'll be <laughs> Everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course.
1: Yeah. When you walk away from the idea of debuts and winning things, it's it takes a pressure. so off. lovely.
0: Mm, absolutely. Yeah.
1: I ended up with the with the show that sold out and they were like, Well, you get a laurel on your poster next time. You get a laurel that says you're a sold-out show. Yeah. Full stop. So my next show could be in a, in one of the really big rooms in the really posh places, and it would have a laurel saying, sold-out Edinburgh
0: 2019. Yeah. That's
1: when great. It was um, a 32-seater room suite. Yeah. But it was glorious and full every day. I'd rather do a full 32-seater room than a... Oh, yeah. One-third full... Massive
0: room. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. <clears throat> thirty-two people in a thirty-two seater room. Over thirty-two people in a hundred and fifty seater room is uh, yeah. is absolutely, yeah, for sure. And also,
1: there's there's one word different, which is profit. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. you haven't
1: paid for a hundred and fifty seat room. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe one day.
0: Nice. uh Now, my my other question is because uh, you were looking to rename your podcast a little while ago.
1: We are thinking of it. Yeah.
0: Yeah i i mean i like early doors early doors yeah wrong, exactly that's the
1: yeah the thing is you don't look at the words and go oh that's a clever pun you go oh how do you pronounce that oh that's air like jane lee and by the time you've got that for you, far you're not going oh yeah, that's a fun you, pun
0: early doors is quite well known and sort of as soon as you because it's hyphenated as well isn't it so
1: yeah but you don't see the word early
0: yeah i guess yeah
1: so Louise had a show called Louise Lee Led or something similar which was a pun on easily, easily led. Easily led,
0: right. Okay, I've just got that. Yeah. But
1: I didn't see that when I saw it written down. It didn't it didn't come to me like that. So we are we're thinking of changing it possibly to choose it or lose it.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Which well,
1: is it's got more of a it also says game show.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Well, if you listen to this in the future listeners then uh
1: then maybe find Choose It or Lose
0: It. Yes, possibly that. Or just search search Pauline Eyre. Yeah. Yeah. Or Jane Eyre. There'll be a link yes. on a Wikipedia page. <laughs> that would be Fictionary nice. She's the sister it? Yeah. of Pauline Eyre.
1: <laughs> Mrs. Rochester. <laughs> I bloody love that book. I didn't read it till I was in my 40s. Oh, really? Like, oh, it's lovely. And I read it again during lockdown. It's such a lovely book.
0: Nice. Well, I've never read it, so maybe I'll leave it till my 40s.
1: I do, yeah. Well, I definitely recommend it. It's a really well written. It's a cracking story.
0: Yeah, I've heard heard it's popular. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Look at me! I've got the inside track on the latest <laughs> the latest cool stuff to read.
0: Uh, my wife just texted me. Uh, she overheard me say uh, "fictionary" uh, when I <laughs> when I meant fictional. Uh, Did you say
1: "fictionary"? That's fantastic. Yeah, that I like should it. Should be a word now. You know I, I'm
0: gonna yeah. keep it. I'm gonna keep it in my. Uh, Trying to think of a funny play on vocabulary, but there I, I can't think.
1: <laughs> vocabulary. Yeah,
0: yeah, no, it's not working. Vocab.
1: <laughs> v-
0: vocabulation. Yeah, Let's one leave them. it Let's leave it where it was, shall we? Yeah,
1: in McCannon. <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs> nice. Brilliant. Uh, so yeah, was there anything else that you want to plug other than uh, other than changing? No, what's it? Not changing rooms form, I think. <laughs>
1: See, no, it doesn't slip off the tongue. Early doors, which may become choose it or lose
0: it. it or My lose show it.
1: one day will be all change, pulling air. When that gets the chance to be resurrected, it's doing a few places this year. Yeah, and um, book me for your comedy gig.
0: Absolutely, I don't have one.
1: No, I, I was no, talking I to listen. <laughs> uh, book me for get your friends to book me for their comedy gigs. Absolutely,
0: yeah. I have friends with comedy gigs. I'll let you know. I'll uh, I'll send you some messages. Excellent. Yeah, where are you based? North London. Oh, yeah, of course you said that already. Yeah. Practically
1: on the North Circular and the yeah. M1.
0: Nice. Uh,
1: London driver, happy to drive other acts. <laughs> I was, there was somebody's um, there was somebody's status on Facebook the other day that said, uh, yeah, can you imagine if they if they didn't? Sort of like if, if driving other acts wasn't a thing or something. And I was like, shit, I'd never work again. <laughs> and then realised that my biggest fantasy in comedy is to be booked for a gig not to drive anybody else. Yeah, yeah. That would be fun.
0: Yeah, that's, it's quite funny. Or,
1: or actually, booked for a gig and there's a lift in it for you from the opener.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's it. Yeah, I've uh, <laughs> I've offered to drive people from gigs before, and uh, the promoter said, "Oh no, no worries, they're driving themselves. Uh, come anywhere." And I'm like, oh, I'm just booked for a gig. <laughs> it's very exciting. Yeah. yeah, that's
1: how it works. Yeah, I'm just at that stage of. Uh, I was just at that stage before lockdown, and I really thought and hoped it would just resume where it picked, it kicked off. Yeah, and it really has. That I've just applied for stuff, can I go for an open, you know, open spot? Will you see me? And then getting them, yeah. And it's just the most lovely feeling of I'm going to Hull for twenty five pounds, yeah. <laughs> going to support.
0: Yeah. yeah, there's yeah. a lot of the gigs, and, that- and
1: now it feels better than it did before because it's I'm leaving London.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a lot of the gigs before that you'd look at and you would go, no, I'm I'm above that. Oh, we're not anymore. Not no <laughs> above anything.
1: I am not above any gig anymore.
0: <laughs> Please, just book me for anything. I'm desperate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a joy. It's just so nice to be back in front of people.
0: Yeah. Right, so where can people find you online?
1: So I am on all the socials at Yes Pauline Eyre. So at Yes Pauline Eyre on Twitter and Insta and all the rest of it. Yeah, and I have a blog which you can just, um, uh, yeah, just Google the blog,
0: Pauline Air nice. blog. you got a website? It's the blog. It's the blog So there Yes,
1: there's, so there's a the blog on there and also all the website stuff.
0: Nice. Oh, that's great.
1: Oh, thank you, Sai. Yeah,
0: no worries. Thanks for coming on. Sorry for being a nightmare in organizing. Uh, <laughs> Darling, if you're going
1: to do this, you've got to nail the admin.
0: Yeah, well, <laughs> I normally do, but uh, there's it's been a lot so, going on.
1: There has. Yeah. the uh, Avif. It's a fantastic name, and I think you should stick with it.
0: <laughs> well, thank you very much, Jane Eyre. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> Cool. Right. I uh, I'd I'd better go. Uh but yeah, thanks again for coming on. Uh it's, Welcome. It's lovely to Jack see you. Draper
1: <laughs> beat Jack Draper won his next match.
0: Oh great. Oh good for him. Yeah. Nice. Unbelievable. Good to see. Fantastic. Lovely. Cool.
1: Andy Murray tomorrow.
0: Yeah. He'll he'll win again, no doubt. He absolutely walks. Yeah, he's, he's
1: playing the number one seed. <laughs>
0: uh yeah, he's 124 now, is he?
1: Well, yeah, he doesn't really have a proper Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't count when it's Andy Murray. It doesn't mean anything. Does no, it? no, no. But uh, Berrettini is really good. So
0: yeah, That's we'll it. See. If, uh, like, for instance, Tiger Woods, <clears throat> several years not playing, is still better than uh, than yeah average Joe. Yeah,
1: yeah, your absolutely. Pro. But you can't you can't sort of say he would beat this person and wouldn't beat that person because you just don't know. Yeah. Um. I think I think probably I'd beat Tiger Woods right now.
0: Yeah, just with a but golf club. That- <laughs> Yes. Yeah.
1: No, just because he can barely walk at the moment, but he'll get. Of there. course,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <clears throat> Forgot about that.
1: Yeah. That's
0: yeah. him. He's coming back. Yeah. It'll be all right. And uh, I'm sure he's. I'm sure he's still better than me. Yes, probably. Yeah.
1: I'm sure better than me too. <laughs> <laughs> Take him at tennis.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice.
1: Right. Thank you very much. See you later. Thank you.
0: Bye. Bye. So that was Jane Eyre, not really, no, obviously Pauline Eyre, the fictional sister of Jane Eyre, or fictionary, if you will. She's great fun, I love that, that's really enjoyable, and I look forward to seeing her at gigs in the future. If you want to find her on social media, as she says she is at YesPaulineEyre on everything, go and find her blog, go and listen to her podcast, Early Doors, or as it may be by this point, Choose It or Lose It, or it could be something else, we don't know, it's not properly changed names yet but i, I understand it is becoming choose it or lose it either way just search for Pauline paulina you will find it if you want to show support for the podcast and are able to then please go and donate a little bit at Kofi.com ficom forward slash side eves there'll be a link for that in the podcast description but you know if you if you enjoy paying for stuff like you, you you know you pay for your streaming services that sort of thing if you want to show your appreciation and don't know how to say it in words then say it in coins because that is very much appreciated and it all goes back into the podcast however you don't have to feel no pressure this is absolutely out there for free if you want it but i will give you a shout out if you ever want me to sort of give a shout out to your business or anything like that or if you have got something to plug and you want to want to send me some money to be honest if you want me to plug something just send me a message i'll do it for free so whatever but if you're a business and you want your business plugged then let me know and i'll I'll, I'll, I'll do that for whatever donation you want to give. It's all it's all going to help. And I'll give you a shout out on here and say thank you. Otherwise, as I've previously said, if you can't donate, just run on over to iTunes. And uh, I don't know if it's still called iTunes. Apple Podcasts, whatever. And drop us a five-star review. Tell your friends. Share the posts. But ultimately, don't forget 1st of August, Favish and Fringe, Cyclops. It's going to be a good laugh. It's going to be really, really fun. So... I look forward to seeing you there my cat is about to start eating some equipment so i'm going to sign off so be good to each other drink tea tell each other you love them i'll see you soon i love you all goodbye